This is Aliens and Artists, your exclusive episode just for patrons for plusers. I'm Stuart Davis. It's part two with Kirsten Blackburn, multimodal artist, co-founder of the Experiencer Group and Experiencer. Forthwith, we explore chronic illness in the lives of experiencers. Coming out of the cosmic closet, why the personality is not the authority it imagines itself to be when it comes to the anomalous. Also, when someone mocks star seeds and then they end up being, well, let's just say the star seed call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> also, Pre-incarnational contracts, should they be contested, renegotiated, nullified? Assemble the five-dimensional legal team. But first... Oddly, I was looking after my grandmother, who my grandfather had passed away in 2003. My grandmother had severe dementia by this time. She was living in Seattle and I was taking care of her. I had had to leave a job, a full-time job, about two or three years before that, because I had severe depression and I had taken a job with my father. He was running a massage school. So I worked for him and I was taking care of my grandmother and I was living in this house in Leshi and I started getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And it took a long time to figure this out, but I realized I had chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. I could not do anything for a long time, a couple of years, maybe. I mean, I was the kind of bone tired where I just would lay down all day in bed and I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't read. I couldn't cook. I couldn't do housework. Oh, my poor partner. I mean, it was a terrible time. We were absolutely broke. So all I could really do during that period of time, I kind of stopped looking after my grandmother. She, she ended up moving to an adult family home. So she had, you know, 24 hour care. But during that time, all I could do was listen to podcasts and thank God there were so many, so many things to listen to on YouTube and all over the web. And I started listening. I, I'm like, what do I want to listen to today? Okay. I want to listen to something about UFOs, just uh, something kooky town, like anything spiritual and strange and UFOs, ufology, cryptids, whatever. So I would listen to coast to coast AM and I would listen to Jeffrey Mishlove and I would listen to Richard Dolan and I would listen to Gosh, I mean, I listened to Corey Good and 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 David Wilcock for fun because it was so nuts, and I just ate it up with a spoon. and And I kept saying to myself, "Do I believe this stuff? Like some of it, I believe it's not." And the more I listened to it, and the more specifically that I listened to Richard Dolan, to be honest, I was like, "Okay, there's something about the secret space program." Lockheed Martin is mentioned all the time. Stanford Research Institute, Russell Targ, Hal Putoff, Pat Price, Yuri Geller. And my brain is starting to go into these places. And I start doing more research about, you know, breakaway civilizations and um, psychic abilities of abductees and 
Meanwhile, all this time, I'm basically, I'm basically lying down sick, you know, not able to work, etc. And also during that time, I was reading as much as I could when I had the time. And when I was able to actually read, I was reading about chronic fatigue syndrome, because I was trying to doctors are pretty much useless when you have it. And even though I had a really good doctor, they, they don't give you a lot to go on. And you have to spend quite a lot of time ruling out anything else, whether it's MS or, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, whatever it could be. So, and I could barely afford to see any doctors at that time. But while I was on a forum for chronic fatigue syndrome, and it's incidentally an excellent forum that's uh, sponsored by Stanford, Stanford University called Phoenix Rising, I was digging deep into that forum and I stumbled across this whole thread of people who were abductees, who had chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? Like, who are these people? Like, they have to be crazy. You know, they have to be kooky. Like the C word came in. Like, okay, that's not my bag. That, that mustn't have anything to do with me. At the same time, here I am, waist deep, studying Richard Dolan and Linda Moulton Howe and whoever I can sort of follow. By then I'd given up on Corey Good and David Wilcock. I was like, no, nah, that's a silliness. But so I didn't really think to myself, well, okay, I'm one of these people. But as time went on and I, I kind of like, you know, when you have, when you're forced to go inward, because there's not really a lot you can do physically, something starts to change in you. And for me, I was dealing with extraordinarily vivid dreams that were madness, essentially. And adding to my fatigue was the fact that I was barely having a good night's sleep and I was sweating profusely in the night. And so these dreams were also kind of like playing a part in this new change in my consciousness because they suddenly became full of meaning and I was sort of meeting beings and meeting people in my dreams and, and going to new places and experiencing these like crazy cities uh, that were so futuristic. And I remember one dream I had, I was on another planet and I could literally see 360 degrees in front of me and behind me and all around me. And it was the most profound dream. I, one of the most profound dreams I've ever had, like, like usually when you dream, you dream is in the same way you see and you're seeing in front of you and you have a little bit of peripheral vision. But in this dream, I was literally like, I had, like I was made of a giant eyeball or something. It was crazy. It was around this time too, that my mother was getting more and more ill. Uh, my mother had, had leukemia when I was 15 and she was lucky enough to get a bone marrow transplant in the nineties and was quite ill for the rest of her life because, you know, people who get transplants very often have, you know, consequences and she had consequences and they were, you know, she had graft versus host in her lungs. So as she got older, she got less and less oxygen and 
unfortunately she was getting sicker and sicker. And so I was, even though I wasn't very well, I was also trying to, to help her as much as I possibly could. She passed away in 2018. And by then I was so obsessed with ufology. I think everybody around me was like, okay, please shut up, you know, please be quiet. And I was asking a lot of questions and I was talking to my mom about these things that, that I had experienced, you know, that we had experienced in the desert as a family. And, and she was interested, you know, but she was going through a lot. Being with my mother when she died was a very, very profound and sad, traumatic time for me. I was with her when she took her last breath. And that's a whole other story one day, maybe I'll talk about, but she was, she was definitely going back and forth between this reality and the next. My mother's an angel and she's still with me and she's with me all the time. We have a very strong relationship now, but once she passed away, I started going to UFO conventions. And the first one I went to was contact in the desert in 2018. And that's where I, I met Richard Dolan and his wife, Tracy, and I quickly became a member of his site and became very involved and essentially ended up working for them. And that was just wonderful. And at that time too, my, my sweetheart and I moved to New York city, which is where I am now, man, talk about being waist deep in ufology. I now feel like swimming in it, which I love. So I, I think with that, Stuart, I'm going to just like, see if you have any questions. <laughs> oh my God, you, you unleashed a monster. No, we've unleashed a sprightly soul from the ethers casting fairy dust all over. Okay, so in this magnificent scan of your life we've been privileged with here, there are so many signals there's more going on. The compressed time event you and Mitch, your ex, shared then there's the angel hair, the paranormal activity on Orcas Island, chronic illnesses, reproductive issues, the family amnesia around odd shared events. It all points to there being more below and beyond. What are your plans in that respect? How much do you want to know about what's under psychological water or outside your present purview? Well, that is such, that's such a deep question and something that I think about all the time, especially now that you and I and Jay are, we founded the Experiencer Group and I'm listening to experiencers of all different kinds and, and the kind of work that they've done to investigate what they've been through. So part of me feels extraordinarily curious, like bring it on. I want to know. I want to know everything. And part of me feels like I have a responsibility to know because I want to do as much as I can to help others also have the kinds of self-realization that they within the parameters of what they want for their lives. You know, I certainly don't want anyone to be influenced into digging up tra trauma that's only going to make their life miserable. But I have a strong feeling 
And I, I don't really know what to base this on exactly, except that I feel like I have a lot of protection around me. I have a strong feeling that if I start looking into this, I'm going to, I, I may dig up some trauma, I may dig up some Many, no, most, most patrons of this show are famous. We leave them alone. They're free to walk the circuitous subterranean halls of the Naughty Palace without constantly hearing autograph this or feel these or smell that. The famous are left unperturbed not because they're famous, but because they're not legends. We at Aliens and Artists have no time for celebrities. We're occupied with legends. Icons! You would know on a first-name basis, we corner them with incriminating evidence with which we extort endorsements, or as we call them, extortisements, in the naughty palace. Here's one now. It's Chris. You don't have to star in the cinematic adaptation of Communion by W. Streber to appreciate aliens and artists. Maybe it's good you didn't star in Communion. They tinkered a bit much. Why? Become a patron. Why not? You're on day nine in some tracksuit talking about the gym, but your eyes are balls deep in that Pinot Gris. Two glasses, you're in the backyard, hot tub, with Helen and Fabiola, neighborhood cleaning ladies, one under each arm propping you up like you're making stations of the cross. Phone up that neighbor, beep bop boop, hey neighbor man, get over here, we're making girl soup, and listening to aliens and artists it's that app where the kids eat the angel hair. Okay, why aren't you a patron already? What's wrong with you? I don't know, but I like it. That's true. Yes.
Things to selfish people. 